Welcome back to Magna Vita. I'm Alex Olson. In Latin, Magna Vita means great life. Every Tuesday, we share the best practices and principles from the week's top podcasts. Every Friday, we share a bonus episode to help us build a great life. In last week's Failure Friday, we talked about how Albert Einstein failed his college entrance exam and couldn't find a job before his name became synonymous with genius. Every other week we'll be reviewing a book we just read. This week will be our 13th book review. This week's book is On Writing by Stephen King. It's an autobiography mixed with a writing tutorial. It's split into these two sections, his personal life And the second one is how he became such a successful writer. It's an incredible book that I definitely recommend. And not just about writing. It's so powerful as he opens up about his failures, his rejections, and his addictions. He also teaches us how to be a better writer. But the principles that he teach aren't just about writing. I think you'll see how they apply to any aspect of our life, whether it's our personal or professional life. And I think it's a great example of how today it's so helpful and so powerful that we can learn from the best, whether it's writing, whether it's teaching, whatever it may be that we're passionate about, we can go to the people that are the very best and learn from them. We can stand on the shoulders of giants. And Stephen King is truly a giant when it comes to authors and writing. He's written 67 books, which have sold more than 350 million copies. This one, On Writing, is a New York Times bestseller. Time Magazine ranked it one of the top 100 nonfiction books of all time. The first part of the book is Stephen talking about his personal life. And the way we wanted to break up the book review is to talk about his early life, then talk about themes that emerge from the book about writing and life. And this is a unique episode because it's our first Failure Friday and book review. It's incredible to hear about the obstacles, challenges, and failures that Stephen overcame. And what's interesting is he talks about them. Hopefully you'll be able to see how in many ways they were the fuel that enabled him to be successful. They strengthened him. They taught him valuable lessons that he couldn't have learned anywhere else. And so starting with his personal life, when he was only two years old, he said that his father racked up bills and debt and then he left his family. For the rest of his life, Stephen was raised by a single parent, his mom, and they didn't have a lot of money. They were lower middle class, he says, and the difficulties kept coming throughout his childhood. He said that when he was supposed to go to first grade, he spent most of the nine months in bed. He had measles, an ear infection, strep throat. He kept having all of these medical problems. And his mom pulled him out of the first grade because he had missed so much. And so this could have been a huge obstacle to his development. It could have, he could have really suffered academically, 
But what was interesting was Stephen said that it was during this time that he read approximately, in his words, six tons of comic books. And it's interesting that reading so much, which is a theme later on that we'll get to, was so critical for his success. He said that he began to write his own stories and he would copy his favorite comics word for word. And this was a foundation for his success, but it didn't mean that it would be easy. When he started to write his own stories, he started to face significant rejection, which leads us to our first theme. The idea of reframing rejection was one of the main takeaways that I had from this book. It's so powerful because it's easy to assume when you hear someone like Stephen King that everything he's ever written has been gold. And it's, I think that's understandable when you hear that he's written 67 books. But what was so powerful was he said that when he started to write his own stories and he would send them in for to be published, he started when he was really young. And he said that when he first got his first rejection, he pounded a nail into the wall where he would write and he put the rejection onto the nail. And he said, it's interesting, he said he felt pretty good actually. And what was interesting, he said by the time he was 14, the nail in the wall would no longer support the weight of all the rejection letters. And it's incredible to think of how many times he must have been rejected. And when I was 14, I probably would have stopped after one or two, and I would have thought, maybe I'm not meant to be a writer, I'm not good at it. But he reframed it where rejection became success. He said that when he got a personal note on his rejection letter, when they would write something else or give him guidance, he said those ones were few and far between. But when they came, they never failed to lighten my day and put a smile on my face. And so rejection does not have to be the end. It could, he is a great example of how he used it to become better. Which gets us into our next theme. Stephen King was able to overcome all of that rejection because he had a growth mindset, which is actually going to be our book for next book review. It's Mindset by Carol Dweck. We've talked about growth mindset before, but I think it's so crucial for success and for growth. The whole idea, it's fairly simple, but that she talks about how it's the idea that our traits, whatever they may be, how smart we are, our intelligence, our work ethic, all those things aren't fixed. Instead, they are attributes that we can grow and develop. Stephen, about the book, says that there are two theses, both simple. The first is that good writing consists of mastering the fundamentals. Second, it is possible with lots of hard work, dedication, and timely help to make a good writer. And I love this message that we can improve. Our, as he says, our talents can be strengthened and sharpened. We don't have to accept defeat, whether it's with rejection or failure, that doesn't have to be an end for us. Instead, it can be a beginning as we learn and take the lessons that we need to learn from that feedback.
The next theme of the book and connected to the growth mindset is overcoming self-doubt. It's so powerful to hear from someone as successful as Stephen King, who has sold 350 million books, that he still struggles with self-doubt. He says, I've spent a good many years being ashamed about what I write. I think I was 40 before I realized that almost every writer who has ever published has been accused by someone of wasting his or her God-given talent. If you write or paint or dance or sculpt or sing, someone will try to make you feel lousy about it. And that's so true, but it's important to recognize that it's not just other people making us feel lousy, it's often ourselves. We often have the self-doubt and we criticize ourselves, we say we're not good enough, we haven't gone to the right schools, had the right jobs, but instead he gives a principle or a metaphor that I think is really helpful. He says that we should write with the door closed and rewrite with the door open. So he's saying when we're doing what we're passionate about, it should be just for us in that moment. And we shouldn't be worried about what other people will think or say. But then as we start to edit it and try to get better, that's when we should open the door and get the feedback and the help that we need to reach our potential. This is so important because overcoming self-doubt is connected to overcoming fear. And Stephen King says, I'm convinced that fear is at the root of most bad writing. Good writing is often about letting go of fear. And to do this, I thought about a lesson I learned at the Kennedy School. I took a writing class and the teacher, she taught a really powerful principle about the dist making a distinction between when we're writing and when we're editing. She said in the beginning, we should just see ourselves as a writer. We should write a sentence and what we often do is after we write a sentence, we go back, we criticize it, we try to change all the words around. But she said that we should just write as fast as we can, get the words on paper, get our thoughts out. And then after, we can go back and be the editor. And that's when we can look at for ways to improve it. And I just like that distinction that there's a time for performance when we want to just do what we're focusing on. But then there's a time for reflection, to look back, to get the feedback that we need to, to become the best versions of ourselves. The next theme, which also helps us to overcome fear and self-doubt, is to just do it. Stephen says, the scariest moment is always just before you start. After that, things can only get better. So it's about just starting, but it's also about doing whatever it is that we're trying to become better at. This reminded me when I was in college at the Air Force Academy, we had physical fitness tests. And so I was really trying to get better at pull-ups. And so I was doing different exercises and movements. And I was telling my brother about it. And he asked me, he said, well, are you doing pull-ups? And then he told me something, and I wasn't, and he told me something that I'll never forget. He said, if you want to become better at pull-ups, do pull-ups. So I know that's super simple, but I think we so often look for a silver bullet or a magic pill that we can take or some get-rich-quick scheme. But Stephen says we can learn only by doing. 
You learn best by reading a lot and writing a lot. And the most valuable lessons are the ones you teach yourself. And so throughout the book, he keeps talking about how if we want to be a writer, then we need to read a lot and we need to write a lot. And as we do this, it's important to remember that as we practice and practice, whatever we're trying to do will become easier, whether it's with exercise or nutrition or writing. And he feels so strongly about this that he says, if you don't have time to read, you don't have the time or the tools to write. And so to overcome this, he is constantly reading himself. He says that he's a slow reader, but he still reads 70 or 80 books a year. That's more than one a week. And so to do this, he takes a book with him wherever he goes. And he says that the trick is not to only read in long periods of time, but to do it whenever we need what he calls an escape hatch. So if we're bored, rather than reaching for our phones and social media, we can reach for a book which will help us to grow and develop. And Stephen is a great example of just doing what he was trying to become better at. In high school, he worked for a local newspaper. And then as a sophomore, he became editor of his high school newspaper. But after he graduated, he worked a tough blue-collar job. So he couldn't work or he couldn't write or read while he was working. But he says, I wrote after work. I would sometimes write a little on my lunch hour too but it was no big deal, I was having fun. And I love this principle that we need to find what we like to do. So with exercise, it it might still be tough and hard, but we can find those small moments, whether it's the progress we're making, maybe it's how we feel or look. After we do the exercise, we might feel better mentally, not have as much stress or anxiety we can hold on to those feelings which will give us the strength and the motivation to keep doing it. And this is so critical because as Stephen says, he reads so much, but he, he says he does it because he likes to read. He says if there's no joy in it, it's just no good. And I think more importantly, if there's no joy in it, it's not sustainable. We won't be able to stick with it when it gets hard. Stephen says, I have written because it, because it fulfilled me. I did it for the buzz. I did it for the pure joy of the thing. And if you can do it for joy, you can do it forever. Even if we enjoy it though, it will still take sacrifice. There will still be moments when it's hard and we don't feel like doing it. But Stephen says, when you find something at which you are talented, you do it, whatever it is, until your fingers bleed. He recommends reading and writing four to six hours a day, every day, if we really want to become better at it. And what's interesting, he says it will not seem strenuous if you really enjoy doing the thing. The next two themes help us to practice and become better at whatever we're trying to do. The first is the power of routines. It's really all about setting ourselves up for success. Stephen says he writes every day in the morning in the same spot. And in that spot, he eliminates every possible distraction. There's no phone, no TV. He can just focus and produce his best work. 
and that enables him to write at least 2,000 words every day. That's the standard that he set for himself. He suggests that we start with a lower goal, whether it's with writing or exercise, so that we don't become overwhelmed. And I really like someone asked him in an interview how he writes, and he said one word at a time. It's always that simple. And so it might seem simple and it's, we might think, oh, well, that's easy for him to say, but it's such a great reminder to just get started and that we shouldn't worry about perfection, but we can just worry about the next word. The next theme, which also helps us to just do what we're trying to become or what we're trying to get better at is to be authentic. Stephen says we should read and write what we want to read and write. So we shouldn't write for our job or our school. And there's an important distinction that writing may help us professionally with those things. But he said if we do it only for, a, he talked about how if we only do it for a promotion or a grade, then we won't enjoy it and it won't be sustainable. And also about being authentic, it's important to write what we know. He said, he talked about how John Grisham was a lawyer, and so his famous book, The Firm, it just came from his personal experience, so it made it real and it made it credible. The next theme is don't try to plan everything. This was a really interesting and important theme that I didn't expect to get from this book. In writing classes and from teachers, I've always heard you need to have a great outline and you need to know exactly how it's going to end. And I think there's that works for some people. J.K. Rowling talks about how she did that with Harry Potter. But I also think there's some things that we just can't anticipate and we can't foresee. And so it's important to have goals for guidance and direction. But it was interesting to hear that Stephen King doesn't believe in plots. He says, stories are found like fossils in the ground. So to do this, he starts with a situation and then he thinks and develops the characters. He has an idea of what the outcome may be, but he doesn't force it. He lets the story develop. And it's the same with our life. We need to focus on the situation or the present moment and the characters or the people in our life then instead of stressing about the end result, we can let our story develop. And it's important to remember, as Stephen says, the best stories always end up being about the people rather than the event. There are some other great themes that we really wanted to share, but time is short. So just recommend that you read the book and see how good it is for yourself. So we'll quickly list those themes and then we'll talk about the last one, which we think is the most important. So Stephen King talks about the importance in writing to show, don't tell. He also talks about how we need to get rest and have a break so that we can do our best writing and editing. He also talks about how we need to know the rules so that we know how to break them. And finally, he suggests that we keep it simple, that it's easier for us and for the reader. And he also talks about how we shouldn't be passive, how we should take ownership and take control of our writing, but also our life. And the last one is the importance of relationships. 
I think it's so important to see how he has been so successful, but it's really only been because of the people in his life. And he's obviously done an incredible amount of work, but I think you'll see what we're saying as we talk through this. Stephen says, I wasn't having much success with my own writing. For the first time in my life, writing was hard. And the only way he was able to push through this was because of his wife's love and support. He says about his wife, Tabitha, her support was a constant. One of the few good things I could take is a given. And it's so crucial that we have someone who believes in us and that will make all the difference. Stephen threw away Carrie, one of his most successful books, but his wife got it out of the trash and empowered him to keep going. When he doubted, she believed. But despite the success that he had, Stephen became an alcoholic. And again, I'm not trying to say this negatively, he's very open and honest in the book and it's so empowering for all of us who are going through whatever challenge or battle we might be fighting right now to see that other successful people have gone through the similar things or probably even worse things and have been able to overcome. Stephen says, by 1985 I added drug addiction to my alcohol problems but I couldn't ask for help. That's not the way you did things in my family. But again, his wife stepped in and helped and saved him. She held an intervention. And during his rehab, Stephen said, or sorry, about his rehab, he said, I just tried to believe the people who said that things would get better if I gave them time to do so. And I never stopped writing. Little by little, I found the joy again. I came back to my family with gratitude and back to my work with relief. And it was interesting, Stephen said when he does interviews, a lot of times people will ask him what the secret is to his success. He says he doesn't really agree that there's just this one thing or a secret, but he says he tells them two things. One, that he stayed physically healthy, and two, is that he has stayed married. And I love that second one, that he's been, the secret to his success is that he stayed married. He talked about it several times throughout the book how his wife is sympathetic and supportive, but she also doesn't hesitate when she sees something wrong. She's that honest feedback and support that he needs. And in closing, Stephen King talks about when you're writing, you have to write for one person. You have to try to speak to them. And he calls that person your ideal reader. And when we're writing for that person, how it gives us more motivation and we can be more honest and we can be more focused. And I was thinking about how it's the same in life, how we need to know who is most important to us and how we need to live for them. We hope this book review helps you to build a great life today. Thank you for the reviews and sharing the podcast. It makes such a difference as we try to help someone each week. Thank you for listening. We know you're really busy and it means a lot that you're here. We hope you have a great weekend and we'll see you on Tuesday.